All right, man. Welcome back to another episode of the Highlight Reel. I'm really excited. I'm going to try and contain my excitement today because this is about to be really interesting. I already know. But as you can see, I have a very special guest today, and I'm going to just go ahead and let him introduce himself. Go ahead. Hey, y'all. My name's Kosh, and what I do is I help artists and creatives monetize their skills online. All right. So you help artists monetize. Say that one more time. I help artists and creatives monetize their skills online. All right, so that's that's plenty in there. We're definitely going to break that down. Basically, I'm excited because, as he was just saying, he helps artists and creators, you know, monetize their skills. So I want to start a podcast. Here we are, right? So basically, this is one of the people that has helped me to grow the podcast to get to where it is right now, right? And um, it's just funny because the way our conversations go, uh, it's like I'll have an idea. He'll be like, okay, this, cool, but maybe this or try this or try that. And I always come back very inspired and you know energized whenever we talk so i just i'm very sure that this is about to be very interesting but i'm gonna i got some questions for you that i'm gonna have to you know they're gonna come but i got you it's definitely about to be i just feel like this is about to be really good so i agree yeah all right so you you help artists create you help artists and creators monetize their skills so tell me what even got you into that because when i think of creative wellness now i feel like i had never really heard of that until i until yeah. i met you so break some of that down okay so I may have coined the term creative wellness. I'm not sure. Um, actually, recently, yesterday, some somebody that I know, a fellow creative person from New Jersey reached out to me and was like, hey, I'm figuring out something to do around the terms creative wellness. And I thought that was interesting, right? Yeah. But that's something we can dive into later. In regards to your question, um, how I got into that is really through my own experience of being a creative person and trying to make sense of how do I make money from like an entrepreneurial standpoint, kind of like what you're doing right now with the podcast, right? With media, how do I make money with media? Because I didn't know how to do that, but I had the skills to create the media. Yeah. Right. Right. right? And this is way before this is like 10 years ago. This is like early on before content was such a huge thing. And so through that experience, I basically learned like um, more recently, even I'm constantly learning. But during like COVID is when I decided like, hey, I've mastered how to make content. That part of it is figured out. Now I need to understand how to make the complimentary skills that will get me the business acumen to make the money that I need. Yeah. Okay. So I started diving deeper into that. And then that's what brought me here. Yeah, I bro, because when you when I first met you, I was like, bro, I okay, so I didn't know who you were. Then I saw some of what you were doing because I saw you wanted to work with me, and I was like, hold up, who's this dude reaching out to me wanting to help me? Because of course you'd be apprehensive if someone wants to help you because you're thinking, uh, you just want to gain something. But right. once we started working together, I started to see that you were actually here to help me because I remember one of the first things you told me was. Okay, so all these things that you want to do, I can be here to help you, and I like I will not let you fail. Yeah. And like I was saying earlier to someone else, hearing that you can almost use that as a crutch. It's like, oh, you won't let me fail, so I can almost let you do all the work. Right. But um, that's not the case. You have to put some work in. But it's just always funny because we go back and forth as far as what something should maybe look like or how I should go about it. But I always think that. Your, okay, so your ideas, you have great ideas, of course. But for me, I'm always just thinking about 
I'm being scared to implement it. And you always kind of test me on it. It's like, what? There we go. You will always ask the questions to me that I know I know what you're doing. Like when you ask me right. what's stopping you. Okay, so or you'll say, so you don't want to do this because you feel this. So really you're this. Why? Right. So anytime you ask me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know the answer. And I hate that you're pressing me about it, but I know that you're pressing me about it. Well, it's it's getting to the root of the problem. Right. right. So like, <laughs> so like we could, you know, a, a lot of the way in which people communicate is we're dancing around the solution or we're dancing around uh, solving the problem. That's just another way of saying it. Yeah. And instead of dancing around, but this requires, you know, a level of self-awareness and honesty with yourself without getting angry at yourself, right? You have to be able to look at, well, you don't have to do anything. So if I say that during this podcast, just like put an asterisk next to it and know that you don't have to do anything. But I think in life, if you respect life, you're going to understand that life shows you certain Mm. things that you're going to have to do. And and life will tell you that, not me. But, But in relation to what he's bringing up, it's like, I've gone through a journey in my life early on around the same time that I was, you know, mastering media, I went through a health journey and that health journey, I got really ill. I got really sick and I was sick for half a decade basically. And during that time I had to get to the root problem and not just solve it with band-aids. Oh, that's where that comes from. And so that mentality then was applied to everything that I'm doing now, which kind of aligns back with creative wellness right yeah i just like that because i didn't know where that came from so now knowing that yeah. it because whenever we talk about it you really do get to the root of the problem i yeah. mean you, you as soon as you start asking me questions i'm like here we go he's about to he's about to make me probably either say something i don't want to say or say something i didn't want to admit yet but right. then since we've had those now that we got that relationship and we've had those talks many times yeah. i know that i can say it even though I know I might not always like the logic behind it isn't always the best logic. Cause you'll say, do you hear what you just said? You're just not doing this. Why? Oh, okay. Does that sound, how does that sound to you? That sound dumb? No. Okay. <laughs> so it's just, it's just like, that's because when you do that to me, it's always funny. I just think it's like you pull in like a me on me. I feel like I do that to people sometimes, but, but you, but see to your bit, to your credit, right. Yeah. And your benefit you have to be willing to receive that information without thinking that I'm attacking you. So when I'm asking (laughs) you questions, that's the way in which that's why I'm telling people like, you don't have to do anything. You don't. But if somebody's asking you questions without forcefully telling you to do something, they're like suggesting things to you, but they're also asking you questions about it. Then they're what they're asking of you is for you to take a look at your own truth and for you to receive and acknowledge that truth if you're ready to, because a lot of people aren't ready to. Sometimes I could say, hey, Jariah, I think that you are um, afraid to take this next step, whatever that next step is, right? I feel like I've heard you say that. And I, and I might say, like, what's your reason for you being afraid of that? And you might have to think, go inside yourself, right? Like, and think, okay, what is the reason? And then you'll come up with an answer for that reason. But it might take you a couple days to do that. It might not come right away. And my job as somebody who's here to like coach you in a way is like to be a physician. Like people think of a physician as a doctor, 
But a physician is somebody who teaches you how to do something. That's it. Right. So a true physician, if you went to the doctor, they would teach you how to get well. They wouldn't just say, here's the pill or here's the surgery or here's the whatever. Here's how to take better care of yourself. Here's how to prevent this from happening in the future. Right. Right. And so all I'm doing is trying to be a physician for you. It's I would I guess it's working because things are improving. As you can, yeah. As you see, man, because you didn't and even. They see too, yeah. Because you didn't even know I did some of this, so yeah, yeah. But bro, I I truly do appreciate it, um, because I feel like you kind of like wherever I'm the most uncomfortable, you kind of poke there, <laughs> like, bro, fix that, but, fix that, but and then you'll continue to go forward from there. The reason, the reason why that is, is because, and I'm gonna give you guys like a gym, and mm. you may not think that this is a gym at first, but if you look this guy up, then it'll make sense. There's a dude online. His name is Alex Hermozzi. It's spelled H-O-R-M-O-Z-I. Alex is just spelled like Alex. Mm. This dude is a business genius. Flat out. There's no other way to put it, right? And I got a chance to see him speak. And I didn't even know he was speaking at the event that I was going to. And during that event, I remember him saying, a part of being a successful entrepreneur is you have to scale your limiting beliefs. So mm. scale, scale, meaning you have to grow past your limiting beliefs. I'm anytime I talk during this podcast, I'm going to try to take any term that I might know well and break it into an easier way to digest in case you don't understand the term. Okay. So scale just meaning grow, right? Like grow past your limiting beliefs because you might believe that like you can only reach a certain limit doing a podcast, but then you see a podcast that does a hundred million dollars or something. And then you're like, Oh, so there's no limit on how much money I can make doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. And, but you didn't believe that until you saw it or until you like leaned into whatever the truth was. So when I'm talking to you or any clients that I have or anybody that I'm working with, really, I'm trying to get to one, the root, but also for you to acknowledge the truth because we can only make better decisions if we know the truth. Okay. So, and again, you feel like you're at this point of basically not dancing around what the issue is because there was some, there's been experiences in your life where you kind of dance around it, maybe not even on purpose, but like, you didn't necessarily get to the root as soon as you could. And then now that you're starting to think, okay, I'm going to live like this because once I stop dancing around what the issue is and I get right to it, I can address that. Then I can address the next one. And then I can improve yeah. my, improve myself, improve my mental, improve my body, my yeah. entrepreneurial mind. Like you were saying with the physician and then continue to improve from there. Exactly. Does that make sense? Cause okay. you're not ever going to be able to accomplish what you want in life. If you're not truthful with yourself. All right. How old are you? 32. You said what? <laughs> 32. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but if you if you can see, if you're watching this, I, I remember when you first told me that, I didn't believe you at all. Yeah. I'm thinking you like 23, 24. Yeah. But then I feel like when I hear you speak, right. I can see that now. And then you have plenty of life experience to even pour back that, to pour that info back into me. Right. So is that... Do you feel like your life experiences are basically why you feel so driven to pour back into the others because you don't want them to make some of the mistakes that you make? Yeah, absolutely. I think, and going back to you, right? I think to your benefit, you were willing to take that risk with me and understand that you can pay to gain other people's experiences Mm -hmm. faster 
so you can learn faster, mm. which gives you an edge in life. And we're all looking for an edge in life. Like if you want to be successful in anything, you're looking for an edge. Yeah. What thing can I implement or do that will put me a step ahead of the competition, basically? Even if you're not paying attention to the competition, there's still competition. Like Absolutely. there's 6 billion people in the world. There's a lot of people <laughs> that are doing just in this respect, right? There's a lot of people that are doing podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts. But to Jariah's benefit, I told him today, like, I think the average podcast only gets to 20 or 25 episodes before it before the people quit. Mm. And you're already at you've already done 28 episodes in less than a year. Yeah. So it's clear that you're going to grow this. It's not even a question. Right. Yeah. But back to what you're saying. Yeah, I saw that during um, my health journey. And then it helped me understand that I wanted to help other people. But the thing is, is. I really want to help people who want to help themselves. I can okay, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. So you so basically you are saying that when you reached out to me, you felt like I was already doing it myself. You're like yeah. he's going to go ahead go ahead and do it. Yeah. Let me go ahead and help him along the way. Yeah, so let me break that process down to okay. people cuz I think this will be really helpful too. So at that time the way in which I was getting clients and you could do this right now if you want to get clients is um, and if you want to learn more about this, you can follow me on Instagram and we'll get into that, but he'll link me in the description or whatever yeah. for my Instagram link. So the way in which I was getting clients is I was going through my followers, right? I created a spreadsheet of every person who followed me. Okay. So now it was easier for me to track who I was reaching out to and who I wasn't right. Or mm -hmm. just everybody who followed me really. And then I was going to that person's page and I was looking at what their brand was and you had a podcast mm. and I had already worked with a woman who had a podcast and her podcast. I had got her like $20,000 in like the first, uh, you said in, it was in a short time. Yeah, it was, it was in a, a short, short period time. of time, like probably six months of working with her. I got her, mm. uh, $20,000. Right. And so I was like, cool. Well, I could do this with another podcast. Like, it just depends on, you know, a number of factors, but it's possible because I've already done it. So then I went through and I found you. You were one of my followers. So I reached out to you and I was like, hey, here's what I've done with so and so. They have a podcast. You could check them out to see that there's proof that I did it. And I was like, if you're interested, let's get on a Zoom call and let's talk if you want to work. Right. If you want to work together. And the crazy thing about that was I was. It was one of those things where I, I knew it was an opportunity, but yeah. I felt uncomfortable. I was right. thinking right. responsibility. That was the yeah. thing that mm. I was thinking, okay, I'm here we go. Now I'm going to have to be accountable. accountable. It's so weird. It's yeah, so yeah, weird. Yeah. I'm about to have to be accountable. I'm about to have to be responsible because if I want this to grow, I'm actually going to have to do some work, right? Yeah, yeah. And then again, I was thinking, I don't even know this guy, but... He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. He wants to help me. Let me at least hear him out and see what we have there. And then we started talking. You had a pretty convinced. You were pretty convincing. I said, you know what? Let's try it. I haven't been doing it. So, I mean, yeah. if I have something to gain from it, why not even why not try but it? But I think also, too, um, we all need accountability in our lives. Yeah. We all need that. And I think a lot of people lack support systems. This is what I've seen, right? Mm. I've seen most people in this world are going through trying to do something and they lack support systems. And if you lack a support system, that means you also lack accountability. Unless you're self accountable. Like there's some people like myself, yeah. I just, I have like a superpower, I guess, where like 
I'm just like, this is what I'm doing and I know I need to get it done by this time and I just do it, right? But I would say the majority of people need that accountability and I need accountability too, even with that, but I'm a self-motivator, like mm-hmm. I'm a self-starter. So in response to you, it's like, yeah, but at, when you what, you, what people don't understand is when you're building a brand, that requires um, accountability. Yeah. Like you, the risk of building a brand is that once the brand gets to a certain point, you take on responsibility as that brand, right? So let's just talk, let's just talk about a few like brands. Let's talk about a few. Like, let's say you're um, The Rock, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> if The Rock goes and does something out of pocket, people are going to know. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to tarnish his reputation because he did something that was shysty. Like, let's say, for example, The Rock was like, yo, I'm about to start selling flat tummy tea. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right? You'd yeah. be like, fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> You'd be like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, yeah okay, you are you you work out and you're like um, a pinnacle of health. Like, we're aware of that. But, like, it didn't come from flat tummy tea. Like, we already know that. Yeah. So, like, why are you trying to get these flat tummy tea packets off? Yeah. Like, this ain't that, right? Right. And when you understand that, then you're like, oh, well, now he's just trying to make money off me, mm. right? And so um, I say all that to say that if a brand is something that you want, you got to realize that at some point it comes with accountability and responsibility. Yeah. So, again, that's why when we started talking, I was thinking, okay. Because what I always try to keep in the back of my head is, okay, I don't know the path, but it seems like you know some of it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know some of it. So mm-hmm. if I know that you can help me get over some of those, you know, some of those pitfalls and everything, right. then why not let him help me? It was just, I knew that it was going to be, you know, money was going to have to come into it. Yeah. But that's when I kept thinking, bro, what is it that you want? What is it that you ultimately want? You're going to have right. to give something. You're going to have to sacrifice something. Right. So that's why I'm thankful that we did get to do it. But I... I had to acknowledge that in the beginning, that mess was uncomfortable because yeah. it would be times where you would say, okay, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. Well, what you mean? What You need me to do all this. Yeah. I came to you. Right. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> so you came to me. Then I said, okay, since you came to me, what you got to say, now you telling me I need to do all this stuff. I'm thinking, hold up. I, I didn't think it would work like that. Right. But of course, throughout the process, as you start to say, okay, you should try this, 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 and this. I started to learn that there were a lot of things that I didn't even think about. Yeah. Thinking, thanks, so I have to do all of this stuff if I want this to grow. So now when I naturally think of that stuff, I have to think, well, it came because you helped me do it in yeah, the first yeah. place. So again, giving you your flowers. Well, like I this, this episode it, is going to be full of that, of course. But I appreciate it. bro, it was so uncomfortable because I was not trying to, I just didn't want to have to listen to somebody else about something I want to do. Yeah. I know I want to do it. So I don't really care what you got to say, but you want me to grow this. And you even said you won't let me fail. So I'm thinking, all right, bro, I got it. But to see that you are really in the trenches, because this is our first time meeting. So that's why I was excited. I'm thinking, bro, I've known you for however long. And even though this is our first time meeting, we've had so many talks already. And you've, you know, you've encouraged me. You've inspired me to make sure I keep going. Because there's been times I came to you and I said, bro, I'm not feeling good. I don't right. feel this. I don't want to do this. Right. I don't I don't know what's going on. You say, bro. Okay, let's break that down. Why do you, cause 
Yeah. We would it would start as a business meeting, slow slow key turn into therapy real quick, yeah. and then we bring it back to what needs to be done. And I will almost every time we get off the phone, I'm digging this man, Kosh, bro. <laughs> like how, bro? He broke it down. I wasn't feeling so great. Now I'm ready to run through a wall. And that's a, like I feel like you are very helpful. I feel like when one when I think of you, one of the first words I think about is helpful. And again, you're in the trenches. Yeah. You said I won't let you fail. When you said that, I was almost thinking that thinking of that as a challenge. Well, let me let me tell them the exact thing I said, right? Yeah. And also I want to preface this. When he says the first time we met, he means like in person. Yeah. Like we've been working through Zoom calls because he's not in Atlanta and I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. So the exact thing that I told him was I can't make the decision to work with me for you. Yeah. But I won't <laughs> let you fail. So I told him that because that's just the truth. Like, I can't. Like, I can't. I know this is uncomfortable for you. I know that this requires some level of risk because you're putting money up to work with me. But I'm not going to let you fail in the process of working with me. As long as you are willing to do the things that I'm communicating to you that you should try to implement in your business based on the experiences I've had with other um, creatives and also like creatives, businesses, and myself then you're buying the experiences from me without having to go through them. It's like you're buying failure without having to experience failure in a lot of ways. Which is wild, man, because I would tell you, I want to do this. I want to get this camera. I want to do this. I want to do that. And you would say, okay, you can, but I'm pretty sure it's going to take time to learn it. It's going to take money you might not have. Right. So do something that might be, let's say you might not think is that great, but try it. And then you'll start to right. at least make progress. Right, and right. now here I am running with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I wanted to ask, what are some of the hardest things that you've had to learn about yourself as you continue to help others? Patience is always the biggest one. Mm. I've always had a problem with patience, though. I've Why? always had that. I don't know. I think it's just like genetically how I'm made. I think like you have superpowers and then you have like. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like Superman has like kryptonite. Yeah. Like I think like patience is my kryptonite. Okay. Um, but you know, you just lean into it and then you're just like, you know, I think radical acceptance is a big thing, right? When you talk about what have I learned, it's like the, the faster you accept something, even if you don't like it, the easier it becomes. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Right. It doesn't mean that it's easy. It Sucks, doesn't mean that but, you like it. Yeah, not right? at all. None of those things. I'm not saying you're going to like it or that it's going to be easy. But you're not denying I'm, that it's right. there. You're not dwelling on the fact that you're, you have to deal with it. Right? And what happens with many people I see is they get caught in a cycle of dwelling. And I was lucky enough to be placed in a, in a home with great parents. My parents always supported me and I was grateful for that. But one thing that I saw with my parents was um, they would dwell on things for extremely, extremely long times. And I was like, I don't want to be that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I was able to learn that firsthand that I didn't want to do that. So it goes back to my point about the truth. The closer you are to the truth and your willingness to accept it, what does the Bible say? The truth will set you free. Right, right. Dude, because and that's you. all you do is just try to bring the truth to me. Because I try to bring it to me. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because you do it so effortlessly. You try to bring me around to that every time, every time. Okay, so I'm hearing this. I feel like you're hiding something. Let me ask you this because 
as you ask me stuff, bro, I'm always thinking, bro, he's he's playing with my brain right now. He knows what he's doing, but even still, what's even crazier is I do too. Right. I know what you're doing. Right. And then it forces me to acknowledge that. Right. So that's why I think it's easier for me to even acknowledge some of these things yeah. as well. Because if I don't, you kind of are like a mirror in that And in that it aspect. starts in the household, bro. Yeah. So if you really want to get deep, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Yeah. But if you really want to get deep, it starts in the household. You have both your mother and your father. Yeah. Even if they're not together, you mm-hmm. have both of them, right? right? And so... The fact of the matter is you have the duality of feminine and masculine. You have that duality. You have a strong male role model in your life and you have a strong female role model in your life, right? And so they have two different perspectives on how they approach the world, especially considering that you're black. So your parents Mm -hmm. are black, right? So your dad has the perspective of a black man who's accomplished a certain level of success and your mom has that perspective as well. And so they've done things and seen things that you've never seen and that I've never seen, right? But that can be instilled in you both genetically and through experience because you had them around and they're the original coaches. So you got to realize if you never had those people in your life to start and now somebody is coming to you and saying, hey, Uh. maybe you should think about it like this or maybe there's this problem that's happening because you are um, not um, addressing this then that might trigger you yeah because it's unfamiliar no one's ever yeah it's unfamiliar and no one's ever told you that before and then if you're somebody who like me for example like another benefit to you is your willingness to accept me right mm-hmm. uh, there's some people that won't accept me because of how i look right or maybe they never knew anybody like me right and so if i'm communicating like this to you and you're not ready for that because you've never been around somebody like me that can be triggering right so um because one thing that's coming to mind is so you you're helping others to get to where they want to go yeah how is that helping you what does that do oh because you get case studies so you get like templates to say like or reference points reference Mm -hmm. points is probably a better word you get to say like even like what i was saying earlier with um the pot shout out to the black in the garden podcast Mm -hmm. right great podcast um, Cola is the host of Black in the Garden. So Cola was like one of my initial case studies, one of my initial uh, reference points that then I could then come to you and be like, well, look what I did with this podcast. So you can have similar <laughs> success. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's how it benefits me. Mm. And then also just giving, bro, like yeah. giving to people feels good. So and also you pay me. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clients yeah. pay me. So now I have money to utilize towards other things in my life bills Mm. or what I want to work on or um, leisure time or whatever. Right. So, or eventually, I mean, as I'm doing it now and this, I think you asked me this earlier, but as I'm doing this now is um, scaling my business. So Mm. the money that I'm getting, then I can take that money and reinvest it in the business by hiring people to help me do the things that I'm doing. And that makes my life easier and then you just rinse and repeat. You just recycle the right. Because you know. then, I mean, as you gain clients, you gain reference points, case studies, different things like that. Then you can put that back into the business to just keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Because, bro, I just I I feel like ever since I met you, I'm not gonna lie. I do feel like my life has changed. Good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Good. lie to I'm you. I'm glad. Because um, like when I say we get into some 
talks. We'll talk about the podcast, different things I want to do. But we started to talk about credit. Yeah. Um, I use credit differently. Yeah. Um, you helped me apply for a credit card. It was like he really in the trenches. Like he he's really trying to help me. We're going outside of some things for a second, so I can be able to improve these other things that I really want to do. Do you want to go through that stuff today? Like on this, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Like credit. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, what like what happened? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. All right. So I had a credit card. Um, I've had a credit card since I was eighteen, but I only used it to buy my computer. I used it to buy a computer. Then I met Kosh. And I was apprehend- I was very apprehensive. He said, you should get a credit card. I said, gosh, what? <laughs> Hold on. You can't just say that to me. You got to. A lot of people are scared of credit. A lot of people yeah, are I was very scared of credit at one point. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people are scared of it because they don't know how to use it right. But when we talked about it, you said there's this credit card. You can get this zero percent interest for this long. You could um, if you apply today, you might you probably get your answer today and you probably get this much. OK, wait. Let's slow that down, though. All right. Let's slow that down. My fault. Because for people who are listening, this could be really helpful, right? Yeah. So one thing that you should know, right? Before you do any of this, you need two things. You need a mindset of maturity. Okay? If you're not mature, you do not want to do this. This is not for you. That's real. And you need to also have a credit score above 680. Mm -hmm. Okay? So these are the two things you need. If you don't have those two things, then you need to go work on those things before you get this. Okay. This is not... That's a disclaimer because this is not for everyone, right? But for Jariah, he had those things. So a lot of businesses operate off of debt, okay? And this is, where this a is lot, crazy. This is what a lot of people don't understand, okay? I'm learning and, that like And I'm, what I'm telling you is you can start small. I'm not saying you need to go get a loan, get $10,000, which is not a huge amount of money in today's time. But like you don't even need to start with $10,000 or any of that. You need to start very, very small to get your feet wet to understand it because this is the process that I went through myself. Now, what you do is you go to Amex and this is not a plug for Amex. Mm. I wish they would sponsor me. Um, <laughs> you go to Amex. Amex has a process where you can apply for a business credit card. Oh, I didn't mention one other thing. You do need to have an LLC. So you need to have an LLC and I believe you need to have the LLC for at least a year, but I could be wrong because I've seen other people say that you can do this in three months or six months. So, but from my standpoint, I had my LLC for over 10 years and he had his for over a year. So, well, I actually don't have my LLC though. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's cap. At the time this episode was shot, I did not have my LLC, but I do have it now. Thank the Lord. I've been getting all my ducks in order, getting everything squared away. And I just had to say that with that, there should be bigger and better things on the way. Shout out to my editor for letting me throw this in the episode. And now that that's been said, let's continue. You didn't. Mm -mm. So yours is personal. Yeah. Okay. So he did personal, but ideally you want to do this with a business. So you can do it personal to get your feet started and set up your LLC. Yeah. But um, it works either way. But business credit is better because business credit never reports to your personal credit score. Mm. And so... When you have to go get other things in life, like potentially if you need to get a car loan or you need to get a mortgage on a house or whatever the case, it's never going to show up on there because it's under your business. So that's the first cheat code for business credit. So for me, I was using it under business credit, but he's using it personal. In terms of the actual credit, other than it being on your score showing up on your report or not, that's the only differentiator. That's the only difference between what I'm talking about right now. Mm. So for me, 
uh, what I would, what I did or what, and what Jariah did was we went to Amex, we filled out a simple online application with our information and you get either approved or denied. As long as you have over a 680, what was your credit score at the time? Do you remember? Uh, it was probably like 720 or something. Maybe. I uh, believe I, it was over 700 though. It, it probably was. Okay. Somewhere in the, in the, uh, the low sevens. Yeah. Right. So he went and applied. He got approved in 60 seconds. They gave him a $2,000 credit limit, which yeah. means the amount of money you can spend on the card before they don't let you spend anymore. Right. And they did that in 60 seconds. He got approved for that in 60 seconds. And he doesn't have to pay that money back for an entire year. It's zero interest for a year. So he has to make payments every month because if he doesn't, then they're going to put the interest on because he's not making any payments. Right. But- it's basically free money for a year as long as you're making the payments. So let's say you took the card and you maxed it out the day you got it. You spent $2,000. So let's say you just went to Apple. Not a plug for Apple. I wish they would sponsor me. <laughs> you went to Apple and you swiped the card and bought a new computer. You spent the whole two racks right there. Boom. Now what you need to do, and this is where the mature mindset comes in, is you need to take the 2000 and divide some it. some adult stuff for sure. For sure. You need to take the 2000 and divide it by 12 because there's 12 months before you owe Break it down. that money back, right? Shoot. Now, you could make the minimum payment. The minimum payment's only going to be like $30 a month, but you're not going to be able to pay off $2,000 in a year if you're only making yep. the minimum payment. Yep. So over 12 months, I believe that's like... Uh, my math is going to be off. Yeah. If it was 10 months, it would be $200. If it was 12, it's probably like 150 to $180 a month mm -hmm. you would need to pay to get it paid off yeah. without spending any more money on the card. And as long as you do that in that process, then you don't pay any interest on the money. So it is a free loan. They're giving, you're using other people's money to, to grow your business without actually, without actually spending uh, any extra money that you don't need to spend. And so, see, that was one of those things that was hard. I, I, I think I had to keep hitting that point when we were talking about it. I said, other people's money. We have to maybe frame that different because I was thinking, hold up. Because <laughs> with a credit card, I know a lot of people are scared to use credit cards. Yeah. I was I was truly scared to use yeah, a credit yeah. card. That's why I had it, bought my computer, didn't use it for anything else. I had yeah. gotten a bind once. My uncle said, you got a credit card? I said, yeah. He said, what's your limit? I told him, he said, you know you could pay for that right yeah i heard i remember hearing him say that yeah and i still didn't use it because i yeah. said you don't know what he's talking about right right hindsight i'm like bro that would have saved me like crazy right? right but it's so the way i look at it is this is money that the bank lends you and then you can use it but you have to use it responsibly of course because you can't spend over your limit and um again like he was saying if you don't pay the minimum then they will charge, they will add interest. And the way I look at that is, let's say you buy a computer for, this is, matter of fact, this is exactly what happened to me. I had bought my computer for $1,000, put it on a credit card. And if I kept paying the minimum, that $1,000 computer could then turn into a $1,500 computer if I'm just paying the minimum. So that's why he's saying you don't want to just do that. But even still, people are apprehensive to even get into credit. Right. And even, like, I'm... I'm just very, what's the word? Cautious. Yeah, when but it comes a to lot that. of people are cautious. That's how you get your feet wet, right? Yeah. You just start with 2,000 and then you expand now. So now I have, I'm not going to take them out because we got all these cameras on me and yeah. I don't know what numbers are on the cards. 
but I have like five business credit cards now with all that that have all had zero interest at mm. one point in time. Mm. So it's literally like a recycling or a rinse and repeat cycle, right? You get one, you use it for a year, you get what you need, you pay it off. Then you go and get to Amex again and get another one and do the same thing. Then you go to Chase and get another one and do the same thing. And you just keep running that process over and over mm. until you can. Now, the trick is, this is part of the mature thing. You got <laughs> you need to be able to have some way to pay the money back, right? Yeah. At first, like right now, Jariah was talking about he was using his job to pay the money back, right? Yep. And that's probably what you'll do to start. But then eventually what will happen is you will start making money from whatever business you're creating and then the business will be able to pay the money back, right? Yeah. And so that's how you have to be responsible, but it's money to fund your business. Funds are not the same as cash flow, okay? Yeah. I'm going to say that again. Funds are not the same as cash flow. What is cash flow? Cash flow is money that comes in on a consistent basis. Let's say every week, every two weeks, every month, money that comes in every month from a business that you mm -hmm. have, right? That's cash flow. Funds is just money that you have available to you that you can utilize to do something. Cash flow is like, oh, this is my money. Yeah. And I get it from my clients or my customers and I can spend it on whatever I want to spend it on. This money funds this is like, oh, I need to be very calculated about how I'm spending this money so that it will create cash flow for me. Okay. I like that breakdown. I like that right? breakdown. So that's Whew. the gist. That's the <laughs> gist of, off. that's like a in a nutshell how you use credit to fund your business, but you have to be wise about it. So even with me, like I never took out two cards at once. I would take out one, I would sometimes max it out, yeah. pay it all back in one year. And then I would do the process all over again. And let me say this one thing. So, and again, this is, these are not things that you have to do. Right. But if you do decide to do it, we cannot make that decision for you right. either. Right. So he had told me about that. I had to make that decision and I wanted to take a leap of faith and say, okay, I really do want to grow. I want to improve my life first off, but I would also like to improve what it is that I'm trying to grow in, you know, as a brand. So that was a step I had to take. And I, I'm telling you, ever since I took that step, there's been a lot of improvement, whether, even if it's slow, it's been improvement. And I'm, I'm really appreciative of it because I had to make that decision. And I'm glad I did. Cause now when I make these decisions, for example, like that same credit card, when I go buy stuff, I'm thinking, okay, I think this is a decision that future me will appreciate because mm. I had to make the uncomfortable decision right now to do it. But at least when I look back, I'll say, I'm glad I did that then because now I don't have to worry about it now. And I've had experience with it. Yeah. So now I'm more comfortable with it. So then yeah. if I need to tell someone else how to do it, I can say that is what I did. If right. you want, if you want some similar results, you can try it. And um, I want to say on the credit part. So you don't have to start with $2,000. It just depends on whatever your credit score is. That's one of, that's going to get you your limit. But whatever that limit ends up being, I would say work within your means to slowly raise that because as it raises, you'll start feeling like, dang, money can come from it. I'm, there are there are credit cards out there where there's no limit. Facts. There's no that's a real thing. I, I was like thing. that's it's called a black card. Yeah, it's insane, but that's these are real things. So yeah. if you're playing your cards right, being smart, you can take these leaps of faith. And then, bro, I'm I'm just glad that we got like once I started to talk to you, I really feel like so many things started to open up just even outside of 
my my create my creative passion. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, well, let me. Can I? Yeah, yeah. So, and this is what these companies are doing right now. So mm-hmm. when you go once again, we're going to use Apple as the example, right? Sponsor me, please. Um, <laughs> they they have. Uh, I'm gonna eat this episode up. They, they they do this with computers and iPads and phones and everything. Mm-hmm. You can go to Apple right now and you can get a phone or an iPad or a computer on a monthly payment plan. It works the same way. They're doing the same thing. And the reason why they're doing it is because these uh, huge companies, like Apple has more money than the United States government, just so you know. These, <laughs> these We're going to call them banks. Let's just call them banks, right? Okay. These money institutions, these banks, because mm. Apple could be considered a bank. That's how much money they have. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make money on their money. That's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So lending you money when you have a good credit score is a good idea to them because if you don't pay it back in that zero interest period, then they make money on the money they lent to you, right? And so that's their whole, like when you have so much money, you just want to make it more money off your money so you don't have to do as much work. Right. And that's all that this is. So like he's saying, start small, but it's literally just about taking the next steps. Like $2,000, I have an 800 credit score. Mm. They still gave me $2,000 when I started with Amex. Yeah. So, but that was the baby step that I needed to get to the next step. Now my limits are up to over 20K on some cards. Bro. Right. See, and that's, and that, I just know that that's a, if you plan your cards right, you can get to that point. But you have to at least take that leap of faith in the first place and make that decision for yourself because he couldn't make the decision for me. I had to make that decision. But like I was saying, I'm glad that past me made that decision because if I didn't make that decision, I wouldn't be at this point. I wouldn't have been able to see as much growth as I have. And I wouldn't have been able to feel the same gratitude that I have because I wanted to just do it by myself or just say I'm going to do everything on my own. And I think that's we all have a probably, you know, a certain level of pride. But. I'm starting to get more comfortable with the fact when you want to grow something, you're going to need help. At some point, you're going to need it. And you're going to need to take risks. Exactly. So let's just give people a few examples and we can end this part of this. Mm. A few examples of what you would buy, right? So for Jariah's podcast, for the highlight reel, Jariah bought a computer. He bought a phone. He bought two iPads. He bought tripods. He bought microphones. He bought a recorder for the audio. He bought all those things. And so that that allows him to now travel. He can, he bought plane tickets. He bought, uh, um, like festival events. I'm I'm calling them festivals because I can't think of another name. Like let's say in person networking, networking events. Yeah. Yeah. Like he bought all that. And that gives you the flexibility because now you're not spending your own dollars to get you to the next place. Yeah. You're spending somebody else's dollars and then you're like, oh, I have a year now that I can go and work and make that money back to pay it off, but I still have to make monthly payments so I don't get charged interest. Mm-hmm. And that gives me the flexibility to go learn, make money, invest in my business, invest in myself, and now I can pay it off over time. It's almost like what they used to do with furniture or whatever. They'd be like, 60 month, no interest buy your couch you know what i'm saying and, and you could just see the thing the, the, all, all that stuff usually sounds like some kind of scam right, but then right. i but then again you'll be apprehensive until you try it and then you're thinking right. okay i know what this is because i i also do work at a bank but all these different experiences 
have helped me to get to this point to where I'm I feel a lot better doing what I'm doing because I know that I've taken those uncomfortable steps, but those steps forward that were necessary to make the progress. Yeah. And I have to make a head ass statement because you have to, right? So I'm going to make a very head ass statement. Neither of us are financial experts. Yeah. And so you're doing this at your own risk. Of course. And this is the same thing that they do in the medical industry when they say this vitamin does not cure, diagnose or, <laughs> or heal you. They have to put that on the bottle because they're legally required to, but in my opinion, I've seen the opposite when it comes to vitamins. Yeah. And these and these are just the results that we've had. Again, you might have different results, but I know that people are, they at least want to hear a way that it could go for them if they try it. Right. That's just, right. these are just things that we've done. And I think it's good that we have both of these perspectives because like I'm a white guy and you're a black guy. Yeah. And so you can whoever's watching, you can see two different races of people yeah. doing similar things and getting similar results. So, right. yeah. So, um, so basically I want to get back in a little bit into why you wanted to even reach out to me. So you felt like I was already, or matter of fact, let's take me out of it and let's just get broader with it. Okay. So the people that you help, yeah, you want to help them because you feel like they're already helping themselves. Yes. But also because I see potential in their idea. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you could be helping yourself, but like, let's say you're, um, Let's say you're like a, like a dola. Like a dola is like somebody who helps childbirthing. Okay. Right. I don't know anything about that. So I, I could give you some helpful tips in terms of like how to market yourself, but I don't have enough like information to be able to help you like long term. Yeah. So I'm mainly working with artists and creative type people because that's where I started. Yeah. Like that's, so I know that world. Like what I, what I know is that most artists, their biggest problem is they don't know how to get clients. Okay. That's their biggest problem. How do I get clients? Like how do I make or money? Or how do what I get I'm customers? Yeah. yeah. How do I make money from what I'm doing? Yeah. And I've done some of that already. So now I can help you do it. Yeah. If you're willing to do the work. That's the biggest caveat. If you're willing to do the work. And I think that was maybe one of the other reasons why it made it a little easier for me to work with you because at that point, I'm giving certain things up. So I don't know how to do this. You have an idea of what to do. Right. So now I just have to go do it. Still, that could be very uncomfortable, but that makes it a little easier for me. It's like, okay, I can try this now. And if it works, I can say, thank you. If it doesn't work, I can say, it didn't work. What else? Why? Like, why I could, I can come back and give you feedback and say, why would you, why, why did you tell me that? Yeah. That didn't work. Let's try this other thing. Yeah. But at least I can go out and try it instead of having to think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it helps take some of that brain work away. Yeah. And you're, you're speaking to another point though. Sometimes you have to do the same thing more than once to get the results you want. So I'm going to say it one more time, right? Sometimes you have to do the same thing more than one time in order to get the results that you want. Like Jariah was not the first person that I DM'd before I got a uh, client. Yeah, yeah. Before I got a client. Yeah. Okay. Like there were clients before Jariah and there were clients after Jariah. But like I had to do it over and over and over because there was you're not gonna get a hundred percent response rate on anything. That would be unreasonable to think. So yeah, you just, I think a lot of people do something and they do it one time and then they give up. Yeah. And I've seen that with a lot of artists. 
right? And I've done it in my life. Or you get, or you get like my my biggest like crutch in life other than patience is like I just love manifesting ideas. So I'm like, oh shit, I could do this too, and I could do this too, and I could do this. And I think a lot of creative people relate to that. And so, <laughs> but then it makes it hard for you to stick to one and right. really perfect that. Exactly. Then you're spread out all over the place. Your bandwidth. Shut and I up. didn't even learn this. Like this, what I'm telling you right now, I didn't even learn this till I was like 30 years old. So shout out to again, Alex Hermosi for that. Yeah. Just focusing on one thing, right? Like focusing on one thing will yield you the best results. Yield meaning get, it mm. will get you the best results, but it's going to require you to do the same things over and over and over and over. Man. And be okay with doing them over and over or hiring somebody that you train to do them over and over and over and over. Right. So what what is your piece of advice to those that start but then give up and then don't try from there? Because. Well, that's dwelling. Okay. So we talked about that. Right. So that's like I did this and I failed and now I'm going to beat myself up over and over and over and over. So you're doing something over and over and over and over, but it's beating yourself up, not getting anywhere you're not getting anywhere with doing that so just apply the over and over and over part to doing it instead of beating yourself up like in my opinion this like is, apply the over and over part right with the knowledge and the experience that you've gained to exactly. say okay i did this this did this portion of it didn't work so i'm gonna try the, i'm gonna try it again but yes. do because then you're getting feedback yes but but to be more practical about like how to answer your question yeah read Okay. Okay. Like read, like go find books about what you want to do and read them okay. or hire a coach, but that's going to cost you a lot more money than a book Yeah. and learn from them Yeah. or do both. Right. But those are kind of like, but then it's like, okay, well the information, everybody says the information is so available now. So like you should be able to do whatever you want to do. And I feel like that's kind of a head ass statement. Because, there's so much out there. Because there's so much information, you can get overwhelmed and be like, well, I don't know who to listen to. Exactly. So I'm going to give you a framework that I use for myself about who to listen to. Okay. Okay. So, and I learned this from my journey of being sick because mm. I had to read a lot of books to get well, to okay. understand how to get well. So the framework is this. You consume a lot of information from a lot of different sources. You're not going to know at first who is capping so to speak and who <laughs> is not right like you're not yeah. going to know that right but yeah. what you will know is if you start looking at the patterns of the information right so the patterns meaning like if i okay so there's uh let's take like five people let's take five rappers because that'll be the easiest way to put this okay okay five rappers let's take drake. I, actually i don't even need five let's just take okay yeah, five is good. Okay. So Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, J. Cole, Lil Baby, Lil Baby, The Baby. <laughs> no, I'm not using two babies because that's gonna okay. be confusing. Uh, uh, Big Lil crit. Wayne, Lil. Okay. Okay. So you got all. You got Big Crit, uh, Lil Baby, Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick. Um, Kendrick. And Kendrick. Okay, so if you go out and you listen to all of their music, right? Because their music is just their content, right? You go consume their content. And each one of them says like, yo, if you go to Amex right now and go get approved, you'll get $2,000 today. Mm -hmm. And all five of them say some aspect of that. Then there's probably truth to that. Right. 
Right. Cause there's, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm following. Not a I'm following. That's not a hundred percent guaranteed, but there's no guarantees in life. Yeah. Right. So like you have to use discernment, meaning like you have to like check in with yourself and, and pay attention to that person and be like, is this person, does this person seem legitimate? How do they speak? Do they come off like a cornball? Like, do they, are, <laughs> or they are seem they, authentic? Yeah. Yeah. Are they authentic or not? Basically, are they genuine or not? And you can tell that you're a human being. You look at body language, like look at tone of voice. Like my tone yeah. of voice is not always great, but when it comes to sharing information with people, I would say it's, it's very good. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying this to, to you to understand how to discern information so you can find the experts in the space and learn from them. Mm. And if you approach it like that, then you'll find the you'll pick up the keys along the way as long as you're like obsessed with learning. Like in order to be good at really anything you want to pursue, you got to be obsessed with learning because mm. everything is constantly changing all the time. This is this is a quote that they say in business. And I don't know who said it, but the quote is the only constant in business is change. Mm. The only thing that. that's constantly happening is change. Yeah. So you might as well get comfortable. So with you it. might as well get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Oh, gosh, bro. You have <laughs> dropped plenty of gems. We've Thanks. gone into depth and on so many different things. So I want to ask one more question before sure. we start wrapping up. What would you say is the one thing that creatives and artists, like what is the one thing that you have to do in order to basically lead, be on your way toward creative wellness what is one thing that you have to do <laughs> really taking on it um i mean this is another like quote that i coined mm. but i think that i'm a i I'm, i have a lot of anxiety mm. and i am i th- think about i'm a um a thinker like i think about things a lot a lot a lot a lot, a lot. sometimes too much mm-hmm but I would say that you have to be able to to use whatever you feel as a mental health issue or whatever you feel is a um, like Something. barrier to to success as the catalyst for your growth. So okay. that's very like Webster's Dictionary. So I'm going to make it third grade language. Mm. Um, I have a lot of anxiety. So instead of, I'm not saying don't feel your emotions, please feel your emotions. But instead of dwelling or allowing my anxiety to control me, Mm. I allow my anxiety to push me. Mm. Meaning like I could be in the bed all day going, I'm going to die as soon as I go out of the house and never leave my house. Right. That's how anxiety could control you. Um, but instead I'm saying it's creating a sense of urgency for what I want to get done. So instead I'm saying, yo, this podcast has to be done in 48 hours. Why? Because I said so. That's it. That's the only reason I'm telling myself that with my own anxiety that it has to be done. And if you give yourself time limits like that, um, you'll get things done. Okay. Man, um, hopefully y'all can see why anytime I talk to him, it, it there's a lot of high energy, but I also come away feeling energized because anytime we get on the phone, I already know 
that by the time we get off, I know we're going to laugh at some point. We're going to laugh together in this call. I'm going to say something. You're going to ask me a question that <laughs> makes me reconsider why I asked the question and thinking, dang, I knew the answer. Because a lot of times you ask me that, you'll ask me something, and I'm thinking, I knew that. Maybe I just didn't want to get there yet, but that's probably me, you know, uh, dancing around the issue. Yeah. So every time we talk, I uh, just want to let you know I'm always appreciative, as I've said throughout this this entire episode, I'm always appreciative of our talks because I can see that you do know what you're talking about because as I've applied some of the things that you've told me, I'm starting to see progression. I'm starting to see growth. I'm starting to see results. So that further reinforces why I will keep going to you for this information. So I just want to say thank you, man, for being a guest on the highlight reel. Uh, I just think that this is like a full circle moment because I did, I did my whole first season and uh, I hadn't, I think I maybe met you like toward the end of it. And then I, when we met and we started talking, I was thinking, all right, this second season, I need, I'm not bringing it back unless I do these certain things. Yeah. So once I told you that you were saying, okay, so if this is what you want to do, these are the steps you need to take. And since then I've seen the growth. I've seen the growth. I really appreciate you, man. Um, I'm so thankful that we met. This is our first time meeting. That's crazy. This is our first time meeting in person. Like I said, but I was like, bro, let's, let's get together. Let's go ahead and shoot this podcast and let's go ahead and drop some gems. I hope that y'all got some gems in this episode. I feel like I've never broken down some of the things that I broke down until this episode. Well, great. So yeah, man. Um, What's, what's one of the last things you want to leave the people with, man? I mean, you can just follow me on Instagram. That's my main channel that I'm on. Um, And if you want, you can check out my content. There's a lot of this on there. Um, I haven't posted in a while because a lot of my time is devoted to working with clients. Um, but I do have um, I do have um, a free book that I would love to give you if you're interested in it. It's called From Creative to Creative Director. It basically just gives you all the all the. It's like a creative dictionary. Yes. It gives you it gives you all the terms you need Clutch. to communicate with other creative people about your vision, so that you can get the idea out of your head and like into the real world. Yep. Um, and it's free. All, all I ask is that you pay for the shipping so I can get it to you. But it's a physical book, um, and it's about the size of a shirt pocket. Yes. Um, so it's very small, and you could bring it with you anywhere. Um. But yeah, that's it. And I thank you, man. I just appreciate it. No problem, man. Um, I'm hoping that you as a listener, as a viewer, have been able to take something away from this episode because plenty of gems were dropped. Like I said, this is somebody that has helped me make a tremendous amount of growth in a short amount of time. And I'm very thankful for that. And I hope that you were able to take something away. But with that, that's been your episode. Peace out.